Marilyn Monroe, here we come. Jeez, we went topical. <laughs> what is this, SNL? <laughs> what are you doing? What, what do we do a topical bit up top? Oh, jeez. We've, done, we've done topical bits up top. We do topical bits. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome. Welcome back. back. Have you seen a screen this. movie yet? No, I'm gonna, I was going to watch one today, okay, Andrew? <laughs> Give me a second. I've been trying to get ready for this trip. I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to... <laughs> look... When I get home and it's and it's nine PM, I'm not really going like ah Scream. It's scream. You know what time. I should do. Watch Scream. Also the last two nights I went out for drinks, so I was like, ah So ah, you were screaming. Do it. I was screaming, I was having a nice time, but ah, this is a very long conversation about movies and TV and art and whatever else. Uh, whatever that was. Sam Bannigan. Yeah, whatever whatever that was. And I'm Andrew Thomas. And how was your week, Andrew? Oh, I had a good week. I felt like I've had a really good week. <gasps> yeah. It's been fun. Started off the week really well. Uh, right. Feeling good. Writing. Writing's going well. Great. Funny. Joke writing is rough, but the other two things I'm writing, doing well. Doing well. Great. Jokes are hard. Uh, doing well you're, what were you gonna say you're the one who decided to start writing jokes i know but it's just hard. i just come up with jokes on the fly i just come up with jokes on the fly but yeah premeditative jokes they're hard yeah planned out jokes yeah you you realize writing other stuff i'm like dang this is easy and then you try to write a joke, you're like, but that's not funny. But that's still not funny. Is this is this funny? Am I funny? Oh, no. Abort, abort. Yeah. I haven't watched any stand-up in a while. Eject, and I saw like, a, a little preview for um, Nick Kroll's special. Ooh, yes. Today, and I was like, ooh, I want to watch that. So I might watch Scream and then immediately watch Nick Kroll's stand-up You should special. watch Hassan. Oh, yeah, Hassan Minaj? Yeah, yeah, he has a new one, right? Yes, he does. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the list, but I really want to watch Nick Kroll's. And I haven't seen Taylor Tomlinson's last one either. That was really good. Like Taylor yeah. It was good. Yeah. You know a, weird, a fucking thing that I... I noticed when I'm when I booked this trip what I'm leaving Edmonton to go to New York to see the Wonder Years but in doing so I'm missing John Mulaney oh no so I can talk about plays... John Mulaney whatever I want <laughs> John Mulaney John Mulaney's playing here in Edmonton on Friday and I'm missing it to be in New York Oh no, Sam! Yeah, oh. and one of my other favorite bands is playing a concert in New York on the same night that the Wonder Years is playing. Oh, so I, I you like, told me about this. Fuck! <laughs> it's fucking whack. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous! I want to see both of them, but I can only see one. Did you feel like you chose correctly? I definitely chose correctly. The Wonder Years is my favorite band. If I was in the city that they were playing and I and I didn't see them, I would never forgive myself. 
Oh, that's great. Did you choose this date for the band? Yes. Yeah. The order of operations was I made the decision. I looked at dates for the Wonder Years. I confirmed that I had a place to stay. And then I bought tickets to the Wonder Years before I bought my plane ticket. <laughs> I was like, got to make sure I got the Wonder Years ticket. And then I'll get my plane ticket. <laughs> you said that you were coming here instead of me going there. And I just saw my bank account fall over in relief. Go, <laughs> <laughs> well, my bank account is struggling. I am very poor. <laughs> if anyone wants to send me like five hundred dollars so that I can pay rent in November, that'd be great. Don't you um, love it? I'm going. I can pay rent. I can pay rent in November. I don't know if. Uh, how about you send me five hundred dollars so I can get groceries in November? <laughs> get groceries, God Lord. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's what's happening upcoming uh and we watched a movie this week we did we watched uh andrew dismukes no that's not his name that's a cast member on saturday night live dominic dominic andrew dominic andrew dominic's hit controversial film yeah 2022's blonde we saw it. We yes. watched it. Sam, what'd you think? What a weird little movie. Not little. It's three hours long. What a weird big movie. It's... I didn't like it. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> I'll lay my cards out. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not like this film, but there is a lot of very interesting stuff going on in this movie. I I think a lot of there are a lot of parts that I I like are really bold and really interesting, and I think that's very very good. I'm into that. I think there's a lot of you know. Just it's really messy, and it's way too long. And yeah, it's a it's weird. But I like bits. There's bits and pieces that I like, but it doesn't make it a good film. Where where are you at with? Uh, I feel like I'm exactly where you are, but on the opposite side. I like it. So, okay. I like it. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be on my t- tips and tops. Sure. But there's a lot of interesting ideas and a lot of good scenes, and I think Ana de Armas is incredible. I think she. Yes, I think I think Ana de Armas <laughs> is fantastic in this film. I think she's great. I never got Ana de Armas until now, and I'm like, oh, she's she's a go. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, she good. It's messy. It's so messy. It's such a messy so movie. Messy. Yeah. But the eternal conflict of Welcome Back. 
I like a little messy. <laughs> I like a little you messy. You do love a little mess. You do uh, love a little broken puppy. Uh, <laughs> a little broken puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a way to put it. Have you not heard that before? No. Oh, I've heard that a few times. Quite a little broken puppy. Yeah, I love Wait. a little broken puppy. Yeah, no, I... I just imagine a puppy, like, limping with a cast on and, like, uh-huh. its ear bit off and, uh-huh. like, an eyeball hanging out. Yeah, a little broken puppy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll call him Skip. Anywho. Okay. We uh, saw it. We already did that part. We saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked a lot of parts in it. And it's... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's gross in scenes. And, like, I, that's the point. But also, it's still gross. Yeah. Even though gross. I like a gross movie, it's still gross. Yeah. I still have to endure yeah. it. Yeah. Um, But do you want to hop into the cast? A large cast sure. and yet still a small cast. Yeah, a lot of people. I don't really know where to start with this. Um, you know, there's a lot of great character actors who are just kind of, like, around. Yes. You know, like, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, where'd he go? Toby Huss, um, who plays her, like, makeup guy. Yeah. Who's just, like, he's been in a bunch of stuff. You know, good character actor. Um... But he's just kind of around, just kind of doing his thing. And that's okay. Um, you know, you get uh, uh, Rob Brownstein just kind of in a scene. Yeah, Brownstein. You know, you get just like, <laughs> like you just get random people who are just like, yeah, you're just like kind of in a movie. You're just kind of in you're the just thing here. for a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bunch of a bunch of people. Lucy DeVito's in a one scene. Um, <laughs> Adrian Brody's uh, there. Adrian Brody, yeah, we can. T- yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking we could start. Is um, uh, we can talk. It's about crazy Adrian that he Brody. won an Oscar. Adrian Brody. Yeah. For yeah, Adrian Brody's great. Do you not like Adrian Brody? No, it's just I feel like I've just had this thought. Why is he famous? He guest stars in Succession. Mm. And it's like he has like a whole episode to himself. Like this is the Adrian Brody episode. I was just like, why? why?" (laughs) He won an Oscar 20 years ago. What else has he done that he's like a major role? Like, where I see, like, Adrian Brody. He just pops up in Wes Anderson movies. He does just pop up in Wes Anderson movies. He also... um, He he was in a couple TV series. Oh, okay. Um, That's where he's been. Yeah, he's in uh, Winning Time. uh, Oh, is he? Basketball show? Yeah, he he plays... Pat Riley? I know the name. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, he's in a show called Chapel Wait. 
Um, he's in Peaky Blinders. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's kind of all over the place. Um, and of course, you're forgetting his his hit film, uh, Pr- Predators. Yo, that was the last thing he was in. That's why I'm like, where's he been? Where's he been? I <laughs> remember was... King Kong. I loved King Kong. Kind of racist that was... nowadays, but... yeah. That was 2010 when he did Predators. Since then, he... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Poker... Uh, uh, sorry, Blonde is his 29th credit since Predators on IMDb. Dang. 29's a lot. 29 feels right. It's in 12 than, years yeah it's more than daniel day lewis yeah but i love adrian Brody. lewis <laughs> okay yeah no he's good and he's good at everything i see him in yeah it's just i was just like why is he why is he famous why is he why is he a big <laughs> deal he's great i love adrian Brody, so i was i was very pleased to see him show up remember and Spice? i also did not i no, you did uh, and splice. I also did. Splice is crazy. I, 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 I'm going to talk about Splice for a second. There's this little mutant girl who's like an uh-huh. alien, but then she grows okay. up hot, and then Adrian Brody has sex with her, and then she kills him. It's a whole thing. Okay. It's crazy. You should watch Splice. It's wild. Well, do you want me to watch Splice or do you want me to watch Scream? Scream. But after okay. Scream, you watch Splice. Well, okay. You said I gotta watch five Scream movies. And then a splice. <laughs> um, five Scream movies and a splice. That's the name of my new porno movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> five Screams and a not splice. Know, I did not know a whole lot about uh, Marilyn. I don't know a whole lot about Marilyn Monroe's life in general. No one really does. That's a whole other thing we're going to talk about later, probably. Um, but I did not know the fact that that Arthur Miller and Marilyn Monroe were married. And so when it showed up and it was like Arthur Miller and Marilyn Monroe to be wed, I was like, wait, hold on. What happened? I know Arthur Miller. I was like, I know this guy. What the fuck? And he was married to that Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Explains death of a salesman, I guess. I don't know. Death of salesman. Virginia Woolf, right? No, that's Albie. Oh. The Price is also Miller. Um, I think Miller's done a bunch. Of all all really my sons? Miller. I think that's Miller. Yeah, all my sons, yeah. And he was with Marilyn Monroe. And he did the Marilyn Monroe. Weird. Um, weird, weird. That's a couple you don't see nowadays. I guess Scarlett Johansson yeah. and jo- Colin Jost. But. Yeah, I always forget that they're married. That's always crazy. Yeah. Um, Day Armas. Is there anyone? The mother's good. Whoever plays the yeah. mother is very good. The mother, Julianne Nicholson. Julianne Nicholson? Why is she famous? 
she uh, uh she was an like August a reporter. Why is she did. famous? <laughs> Why is she famous? For five dollars, name a woman. Um August Osage County. Okay. I Tanya. Weird out weird, the Al Yankovic story. Also winning time. Oh dang. Um, Isn't that something? She's on a bunch of episodes of uh uh Law and Order. <laughs> Oh, that's why um, I must know her from. Oh! Boardwalk Empire. That's exactly where I know her from. Um, yeah, she was on Law & Order Criminal Intent for three years. Oh, Criminal Intent? I don't. I wasn't watching no Criminal Intent. Well, that's the one she was on. Who has time for Vincent D'Onofrio? Are you going to watch Daredevil? Are you going to watch the 18-episode hour-long I don't know. I haven't seen the last of the last season of Daredevil. Okay, you're you're flying so quickly. I, I'm not, I can't keep up. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just like, oh god. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at tabs. I'm trying to open things. I'm trying to get all the people. There's like another person that I want to talk about, and the order of this fucking thing is like their <laughs> order of appearance. So I have to like go through and find this fucking the guy, Bobby Canavale. Yeah, Canavale. Can can of ale? Kalabali. Kalabali? That's not his name. It's Bobby Cannavale. Great. Um I, he he played the 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 baseball man. Um I like him. I think he's a good actor. He's great. He's in a lot everything. of cool stuff. Yeah. And so I, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, every time he pops up in something, you're like, yes, he's great yeah. in everything he's in. He yeah. he delivers on the promise that Andy Garcia gave us. And take that from what, what you will. I don't. Okay. Uh, I I like Bobby Bonnie, Bonnie Bobby kind of kind of all I like him. He's cool. He's married to Rose I like them in this. Um, I thought that said Tim Robinson was in it. And I was like, I don't think that's true. But it was not Tim Robinson. It was a different guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anna Darmus As Norma Jean. A.K.A. Marilyn Monroe. Norma Jean. Yeah. Uh, a great performance. A fantastic performance. Beautiful, so brave. A performance that will be overlooked. <laughs> yes, because the movie is not so good. But that happens to so many other people where the movie's not so good and they still get nominated. Yeah, you're right. I think I will be talking about her performance for all of this season. I think she was really, really good. Really, she's really good. Like, all, you know, all that hard work that actors do, you can see that she did. It was mm-hmm. it was not just a thing that she did for money, for clout, because it will capitalize on the new thing, a deal with Netflix. Yeah. It felt like something she really cared about, really wanted to be told. That, that performance, yeah. I think, is like, I think it might be my favorite performance of the year. It's really good. It's really, really good. I'm a big fan. Um. Yeah, I've really liked Anna Darmus for years now. Um, but this was like fantastic. 
Oh, like, you're going to be here for a while. Yeah. Um, which was, which was really nice to see. Cause she does. I mean, the, the thing that I kind of want to talk about with Anna de Armas is, is I think the casting of Anna de Armas as Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe is like such a good idea. <laughs> and the fact that it's also executed so well is, is really great because like, Marilyn Monroe was, you know, one of the first and definitely the the first big one that was like this, like hyper-sexualized um, Hollywood star uh, back in the day, as we all know. Yes. Um, and so to cast one of the most gorgeous women working in Hollywood right now, who has had a career full of being hypersexualized? AKA being the hot babe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in in a bunch of different stuff, and, and to varying levels of, of success. You know, I think it is actually the fact that she is hypersexualized in like Blade Runner twenty forty nine is additive to that of story and to what's going on. But it's like, does she need to like? be super sexy and in you know war dogs <laughs> no um uh and they try and they kind of play into it with uh with her performance in no time to die um but then she goes right back to being like in the gray man she just she gets like knocked unconscious like eight times in that movie yeah she does she really <laughs> like, does get her brain knocked around a few times <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> wild and so to cast Anna Darmus as Marilyn Monroe at this point in her career, I think is like really c- smart and really clever um, to kind of add to the story that that's being told. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anna Darmus just knocks it out of the park. And I, and I think, you know, the choice that Andrew Dominic made um, to do that is, is uh, one of the, one of the many very interesting things that he does in this, in this, in this movie. It is very fun casting. I think, you know, I remember like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, they wanted to do a biopic with uh, Scarlett Johansson. And I was always Mm. like, dang, that would be great. Yeah. But then 12 years later. 12 years later, we got Anna Darmus. Yeah, no, and she is... I was always, I remember when I heard it was first being made, I was like, ah, they missed their opportunity. Scarlet was there. Now they blowed it. <laughs> but now I'm like, ooh, thank God they waited. They were waiting for yeah. for Anna de Armas. Yeah, truly. Um, yeah, she's just great. I love her. Um, Andrew Dominic, director, writer. Andrew Dominic. His first film in... Uh, his first feature film in 10 years. Uh, Killing Me Softly was his last one. Yeah, Killing Them Softly. Killing them he softly. did two documentaries um, in the meantime, and he directed a couple episodes of Mindhunter. Um, oh, dang. I his, really have no excuse not to watch Mindhunter. Wow. Yeah, Mindhunter's good, dude. Mindhunter's so good. You gotta watch it. It's like, it is a crime. It is a crime that it's not getting its third season. It is so, that show is so fucking good. It deserves, it deserves, more than most shows, um, it deserves a th- their third season. Dang. 
can't believe yeah. it. It was one of those like COVID cancellations of just like we don't we don't got the money. There's a we don't pandemic. have the money. Pandemic. Sorry, guys. Sorry, David Fitcher. Sorry, sorry, David. You don't get to do another sh- another season of your show that everyone really likes. <laughs> Why are they babies all of a sudden? Because Netflix, they're babies. We know this. Yes, we know this. That's make, their new slogan. They make, they make real movies and they're babies. They make fake movies and fake shows. And they're all fake babies. <laughs> I agree with you, Sam. I agree with you, Sam. No, they make real, real shows and real movies, and they're and they're also real babies. Well, your TV show is an hour and thirty minutes. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> um so yeah his his return to uh to cinema in a sense like you know he directed two documentaries um but i um really i recently saw uh the assassination of jesse james done by the coward robert ford yeah. And I, it was great. It was a mesmerizing movie. It was really, mm-hmm. really good. And really thoughtful and really deep. So hearing that he was doing Blonde coming up and hearing that was NC-17 and hearing that it was uh, uh, so controversial and people had such harsh opinions. You know when you look on Twitter and people say this movie's bad, you know it's the best movie ever made. It Well, hold on. Uh, <laughs> I was really walking in, really happy about it. And I like, right? To say I wasn't disappointed would be a lie. But also, it's it's that's a piece of art, is it not? It made it me feel things. It made me it made yeah. me question why I even picked to watch this movie in the first place. Yeah. Um I <laughs> I walked in right when the movie started. I saw they're playing it on a in a theater on 13th Street. I forget what it's called. I mm-hmm. walked in and there were seven people. Halfway through, I had to pee. I walked out. There was only three. There was only three oh, left. No. I was like, only three standing. All right, baby, don't worry. I'll be back. I just got to pee. Don't worry. <laughs> that tea's just running quick. That tea's just running quick. But I'll be back. It's on Netflix. I'll just watch the rest. Of, I'll watch this part later. That's the beauty of this all. Yeah, uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it was. It was. I watched it alone on my couch. How it must have been a very vulnerable uh, viewing. It was nice. I was worried when the blowjob was happening that uh, that my roommates were going to walk out. Yeah, you were going to be like, uh, and just be like, and just be like, what's this, Sam? An NC seventeen movie. That's famous actress Ana de Armas. There's deep fakes now. Oh no, you can't say no. This is art. That she's a, she's an actress. This is real. This is art. Oh god. She has a, a carrot or something in her mouth. Probably. A I don't know. Carrot. <laughs> That's a carrot. <laughs> what else? What else were they gonna do? I mean, you don't probably see Probably a very like un. Like a, a dildo without like a crude, a non crude dildo. That's probably no, what it was. Make it a carrot. It was probably a, a non crude dildo. It was probably a carrot, maybe a cucumber. 
let's see. JFK wasn't walking around with no cucumber. Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> don't you dare. I wasn't saying JFK had a cucumber. I was just saying Ana de Armas probably was not. I'm, I'm sure they didn't hand Ana de Armas a dildo to suck on. I think it was a, like, they must make them, right? Uh, a very, a dildo? Like, a dildo that is not like, it, it doesn't show like the head and the shaft and wrinkles. It's just kind of like a tube, but there's only yeah. one use for it. And yes, those exist. So I bet it was that. <laughs> I bet it was a vegetable. <laughs> Andrew Dominic, you gotta answer the question. Andrew Dominic, this, these are hard-hitting questions. Uh, was it a carrot? Or was it a non-defined penis? Or dildo. Definitely wasn't a penis. And if it was a penis, yeah. shame on you. Um, yeah, that would be bad. Um, yeah, I really liked a lot of the direction in this. There was such good, interesting stuff going on. Um... As I mentioned, like the casting of Ana de Armas is, is fantastic. Uh, I really liked, I watched this great video um, from, uh, uh, oh, fuck, it's no longer Cinefix. Um, IGN Movies and TV. Um, long, long live Cinefix. Um, uh, that, that was talking about Andrew Dominic and, and his sort of career. And it was really interesting to, to, um, they kind of compared the three movies that he made previously, Chopper, The Assassination of Jesse James with a Coward Robert Ford, and Killing Them Softly. How he makes these movies that are about, like, um, legend and, and, and how people become legends and myths unto themselves. And, yes. And the kind of, like, real-life aspect of that in, in so many ways. Um, so I think it's interesting, you know, I didn't know that he directed a couple of episodes of Mindhunter, but that's a lot, that's also, you know, a big part of what's going on in Mindhunter. Um, and so, and like, I knew, like, I saw people on Twitter obviously being like, you know, the Monroe estate is this whole messy thing, blah, blah, blah. This isn't actually true. Nobody really knows what, what Marilyn's life was like. This is all speculation. X, Y, Z. A million different things. Um, so I, I went into this knowing like, okay, I'm seeing a fictionalized version of this story that has true aspects. You know, we know when she died, we know how she died. We know when she had a, had her weddings and such. And blah, yes. Blah. You know, these, the public these, like, information. Yeah. The public info, but the rest of it, nobody knows for sure, for sure. Except for the people who were there. Um, and so I knew that it was going to be very like, you know, heightened and, and what does it mean to be living as this like myth of yourself? And I really liked a lot of that stuff. I really, I wanted it to lean more heavily into some of the stuff that it got into, um, kind of in the back half, like when she fell on the, uh, on the beach, um, and as, uh, Adrian Brody's like running up to her, like paparazzi shows up and like you're cut away to something completely different. Yes. I really like that sort of stuff. How it was like, oh, the real life and and the public life are 
bleeding into each other and the you know when she's like the like sped up version of of watching that movie and stuff and even just like her her little monologue when she's giving the blowjob of like oh my life is this thing that people are watching and and stuff like that i thought that was all really interesting and really well done yeah i love that was that was uh dominic's look of like i know what i'm doing it's fine if you don't like it but don't say i don't know what i'm doing i know i i'm I'm making you feel this way yes that's the whole point i'm making you think in this in this gross way what tell me why i'm gross maybe you'll learn something (laughs) yeah it it Um, is yeah art art um But where where this movie really fell apart for me was its its fucking length. It is so long, and it it really slows down as it keeps going. And I was just like, oh man, we're just we're still just plowing away at this, huh? Okay. Um, and uh, and then and then there was three different CGI fetuses. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. And then one of them spoke to her and it was i was like what the fuck is happening this is a level of like of i don't i'm i like an abstract little thing in my movie don't get me wrong i like a lot of the weird abstract stuff you're doing here andrew but what's up with the what's up with this really weird like almost pro-life message that you're trying to throw into this fucking movie it's very strange and was really not. It was. It felt mean <laughs> to a level that the rest of this movie did not feel mean. Right. That's the thing. Because I see that pro life angle. I don't think I am. It's not with like it. fully there. Yeah. I but don't... It, it's it comes up once, and I was like, "What is this? What we're doing with this rest of this movie?" And then it doesn't happen again. But I was still just like. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, but it is unquestionably very mean. Yeah. yeah. Especially about Mar- a woman whose whole life was, you know, her career was, was very much her bodily autonomy being taken away from her. She spent as she took what power that she had to like make her own movie studio to like try and give herself and other women like their own bodily autonomy back in Hollywood while hers was constantly being taken away from her. So I understand why they hammered it so much in this movie, but who oh boy, is it tough? Yeah, I, I, so I, the exploitation nature of this movie, the exploitative yes. nature of this movie. That's how you say that. Um, yeah. It's weird because it's happened. We see it. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of a recent example of, I mean, like what Elvis. But what was a, that of what was that exploited him? It wasn't. Tom Hanks was exploiting Elvis, but not the. Are movie. you are you trying to think of are you are you asking about real life examples? Or yeah, I'm about... asking about real life examples. 
Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think this sort of level of, of real life exploitation happens as much anymore. The last big one would probably be Britney Spears, right? Yes. Yeah, right? That was the big one. That's the big free, one. Free Britney. Yeah. But also, I mean, there's other stuff but that we don't know about, but like... What I meant when I said real life, I meant the movie. I meant... I just got... I got crossed... I crossed my own wires. Wait, what? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the... What's an exploitative movie that's came, that's come out recently? Oh! Yeah. Cuties? I didn't see Cuties. I also did not see Cuties. Although I heard it was not exploitative. That I also heard that, but in the pop culture is yeah. that guys. Sure. Um, exploitative movie. I mean, Green Book? Question mark? Green Bohemian Green Rhapsody. Book? No, actually, fuck, fuck you. Bohemian Rhapsody is, That's is your answer? super exploitative. That's my answer. That movie is about a, a queer icon, and, and it's about the time that he slept with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it is about that, is it not? The love. It also for has your the beard. worst fucking editing I've ever seen. I fucking hate that movie. I know there's movies, but I can't think of any. But how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about this exploitative, cruel type of movie that exists? The only thing I'm thinking of is my good friend Lars von Trier, mm. who does a lot of nasty I... things. Yeah, I mean, you've told me, and I agree that I would probably hate it. So I've I've avoided Lars von Trier with a with a ten foot pole, like the Grinch. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, I I I don't. So how are you feeling about it in this movie? In this movie, it's it's very strange because of the subject specifically. Like, I think if, you know, I don't, in general, I don't think making a biopic about somebody is inherently exploitative of that person's life. Um, but making a biopic about Marilyn Monroe does feel exploitative because of the way that her life was exploited at the time and how her estate is continuing to exploit her Ooh. to this day. Because she didn't have family, like it's 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 a company that owns the Marilyn Monroe estate, Ugh. that um, like is still exploiting her and her image. Now, like it's still happening. Still a bunch of shirts with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, they still sell that image all the time. Like they they're still, you know, some like it hot. A, a very fun movie. Okay. It's a, it's probably not going to die, but there was a lot of what she has a break. She has one of uh, a breakdown in, in during that film. I feel like what the film is suggesting towards the towards the end of her film career it was just really piling on on her all the you know the fame and 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 misogyny mm-hmm. throwing out her. Yeah, makes that movie harder to watch. Yeah, that's fair. 
but it will forever exist and people will discover it. And it's it's hard because a part of you just wants to throw yeah. everything away about Marilyn Monroe, but also you can't, nor should you. You can't, and she did, and she did good stuff. You know, like starting her own her own movie studio, doing all that all that work for for um, you know <laughs> female actors, yeah, <laughs> to get paid enough money. Um, like that, that stuff wouldn't have happened without her. So you can't just like erase her from, but from cinema history, but also it's tough because like she was horribly, she was treated absolutely horribly by everyone around her. And you just hear that, like her, her image, her, her self was still sold. It like, it's still being sold today. People are still profiting yeah. off of her. And you're like, well, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's very it's a very strange little conundrum that this movie has found itself in. Of like it's important to tell this story about this woman who is horribly treated by Hollywood, you know, especially after all the like Me Too stuff and everything that, that's happened since. Um uh so it's like, okay, it's important to tell the story, but also by telling the story, we are kind of <laughs> inherently going against what it, what we should be doing, <laughs> which is no longer exploiting Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. But by but we want to tell this story, but by telling the story, we're exploiting her, which is about ex- exploitation, which is, you know, it, you get into this... The whole circle! Yeah, the Ouroboros of, of, exploit, of exploiting Marilyn Monroe. The Ouroboros of exploiting Monroe. Yeah, um, I so it ends up being it ends up being pretty messy. I don't know. I don't know where where I kind of land. I mean, I land where I don't like the movie. If is if that's enough of an answer? Yes. Do you think that Andrew Dominic did anything unethical? A lot of people I've been having conversations with about Blonde, they've just said it's very unethical, and also with like uh, the Dauber show that's on right now, also with Netflix. Um, yeah. the, of this ethics of an artist of wanting to tell, I mean, Hey, even, even throw it in another Netflix person, Mr. Dave Chappelle, the ethics of an, mm. of an artist. What yeah, are I mean, the lies? I actually, I actually had a thought, um, that I think is relevant. I was talking to somebody on Bumble who they fully stopped replying to me after I sent them this message. <laughs> uh, so take just, this message with a grain of salt. <laughs> you know, take this message with a grain of salt. Uh, but but they were like, oh yeah, I I. Uh, they asked like, oh, have you seen the new Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer series on Netflix? I said, oh, I haven't. I have mixed feelings about it, so I'm not sure if I will. Are you watching it? Um, she said like. Uh, yeah, I actually just finished it. It was a it showed a different side to the case than any other doc series or movies I've seen about him. Why do you have mixed feelings? I said, I don't know how I feel about shows or movies portraying those sorts of people, especially when, from what I've heard, so it could be wrong. This new show isn't really talking about the like clear hand waving that the cops did because a lot of his victims were people of color and he was white. I think art should be thought provoking and talk about the messy things people don't normally want to talk about. But when it comes to people like Dahmer or any real person who did these things, I find it maybe more difficult to do well. I don't know. It's a weird situation. Um, How long ago did you and, send that message? 
that was um it doesn't tell me how long ago that was but i it was a couple weeks ago. oh a couple weeks she did not like that answer no she did not <laughs> where i thought it was an interesting thought-provoking uh answer to the to the question that she posed <laughs> hey so, online whatever. Date, i do not miss online dating i can tell you that much it's not good Every now and again, I think about it. I think about re-downloading them, but then, yeah, by the grace of God, not a good time. <laughs> um, but that is kind of how I feel about this. Is like, I think art should be interesting and thought-provoking, and and talk about these sorts of things. But also, it's like this is a real person that kind of gets into this messy situation. Um. So I don't know. I don't know how how I feel about it ethically. To answer your question. I yeah. don't know if if this is inherently unethical or not. I think it's a gray, messy situation, but I don't I don't know if I can I can land on one side or the other of that. Justin, do you I, do you feel like he's being unethical by making this film? I, I can I answer your question with a story. Of course, always. Justin and I talk about uh-huh. this because he's a journalist and he talks about the yes. ethics of journalism. And like, re- just in this past year, we've talked about since since I've been looking into nine eleven, the falling man, the photo of the falling man, is mm-hmm. ethical to release that and to profit off of it. And and if if I don't know how that type of photo works, I don't know if you do profit. You probably do, right? Someone has to own that photo. It, someone owns the photo it depends on how it kind of how it kind of goes about but like if a newspaper wants to print that photo they have to pay you yeah and also the shooting that happened in texas in uvalde texas how mm-hmm. the footage of the officers standing in the hallway for you know the hour and a half that they were there i forget the exact time yeah and too long too way too long. Uh, <laughs> if you hear whispers on the street, I hear they're still there. Um, <laughs> they're still there. They're Some st- say they're still exactly. there. To this <laughs> very day. Children screaming death. Um, <laughs> horrified. And playing games <laughs> on their iPhones. <laughs> playing games on their iPhones. Good Lord. Rubbing hand sanitizers between the fingers. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. But... The parents weren't shown this, uh, the footage yet. So Mm. when they released it, a lot of the victims, they were in D.C. lobbying for gun rights as they should. Yeah. Or not gun rights, the rights for no guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gun no rights. Exactly. Gun no rights. And then I need (laughs) need this as a t-shirt and then I need a sassy Uh woman snapping. Uh, <laughs> and what do you mean by sassy woman? Uh, anyway, we talked about it, <laughs> and a lot of the parents, back to the serious conversation, <laughs> a lot of the parents felt like they were like, it was like reliving the day all over. A bunch of people were yeah. like, oh, have you heard? They leaked the footage. They leaked the footage. Oh, they leaked the footage. And yeah. the parents were upset and angry and like wanted to spit on these reporters as, you know, as they should. But the ethics of journalism, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Is it like that with art? 
or no? <laughs> I think it's a, it's a I think it's a little of both. I think as an artist, you do have the sort of moral obligation to be thought provoking and to be interesting you know like everyone always makes fun of it but like the whole like oh i'm gonna hold a mirror up to society and you know show the people what what it's actually like is is, you make fun of that you make fun of me for that don't just go over that it's it's you make fun of that i do make fun of it because i think it's a stupid cliche (laughs) but it's a it's it's also like you know that is to a to a, a degree what art is trying to do right yes and I think as an artist, if you're not talking about the honest experience of, of living, then I don't know how how much you can call yourself an artist. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of where it comes down. But then but then because this is like about a real person and you're and you're making a movie exploiting this dead woman who was exploited her whole life. <laughs> It's like uh, 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 it's kind of tough. It's very different than making a movie about Jesse James and the coward Robert Ford. You know? Because these were objectively bad guys. Because they, you know, they were scoundrels. They killed the rapscallions. Exactly. They did a lot of trade robberies. So I think I think that's kind of also like you know his other his first movie Chopper is also about a murderer about a guy who killed many people. Ugh. So it's like okay you're making a movie about this bad person, but Marilyn Monroe, you know by all accounts not a bad person, not not evil. And it's interesting that it's it's this guy making it. It's all these movies that he makes about these horrible people. And now he makes a movie about a victim of of yeah. by design of these horrible of these horrible people. Yeah, and people who look like these people. It it is very. It's a very fascinating movie. It's a very thought provoking movie. Um, yeah, it's very thought provoking. Like even if I'm not a fan of this film, I still would recommend it to most people who are into movies. That's the thing, right? And into like this sort of like thought provoking thing. Because even me, I don't know. I I you know I was never a big Marilyn Monroe person. I never like I haven't seen all her movies. I don't I don't know all that much about her. Kind of just like got some stuff through like cultural osmosis, but. I even I knew that like you know this was this was her story this was you know she was abused her whole life uh and ended tragically yeah so you know well you got any rapid thoughts uh andor is still very very good please watch andor it's very good andor's good i've been watching succession it's so good i know i got that's that's i'm i'm 
I'm starting that when I'm done Scream. I don't watch TV. I don't like TV. TV's not my thing. You like TV. I like TV fine. But Succession. Game of Thrones. Avatar, The Last Airbender. All right. Good Place. Yeah, you're actually listing all my favorite shows. And then everything else I'm like, uh, right? I haven't watched the new season of that. I haven't either. It wasn't available in Canada for a while. Is it available now? Now it is. But I think this show is so much fun. Now I want to watch it. I'm watching it when I'm done scream. Okay, it's my little treat. No one is scream treat. It's your scream treat. Scream treat. Um, No one is as good as Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad. However, everyone is as good. Everyone gives the same commitment that he gave to Walter White. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my stance. Okay. 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 Smile was Uh, fine. Barbarian's sick. You should see Barbarian. I want to see Barbarian. And I want to see, uh, Athena. What is that other one? Athena. Yeah. There's the other, it's a French film. Oh. Athens. Athena. Don't know. I think it's Athena. It's also on Netflix. I've heard nothing but incredible things. I want to watch it. I also want to check out Barbarian. Barbarian's sick. But first I'm going to go make dinner. And then I'm going to watch Scream. And (coughs) that's my my evening. Hopefully I can still make Wilma King. I was going to go see Wilma Are you seeing that today? Yeah. When when does it start? It's head 35. Uh, my name is Sam Anigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. You can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can yeah follow us on all different social medias. That's a great way to support the show. Uh, if you want to continue supporting the show, that's fantastic. Uh, liking the track, reviewing the track, reviewing the podcast, reviewing the whatever the things on all the different podcatchers. Please do that. Fantastic, fantastic way to support the show. Um, but the best way, as always, to support the show is... Tell your friends the... Tell your friends. Tell them. Tell, uh... uh, Oh, what? There's no joke I can make here. What can I make funny (laughs) about this situation? Uh, we all... Tell your fetus. Yeah, tell your fetuses. Go to your local (laughs) abortion clinic. Go into the dumpster and look at... Hold on. Wait, no. Actually, no. Actually, cut. 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 (laughs) Tell them all. No. Absolutely not. No, we're not. I'm not. I'm going to end the. No, no, no.